Hello, and welcome to the Child Care Business Coach Podcast. My name is Evelyn Knight. First, I want to start by telling you thank you for all the messages I've received and the love I've basically gotten from my listeners since the passing of my husband. This podcast episode has been the hardest thing for me to come back to since then, but I have received so many messages, especially in the last month, from people asking me when I was going to resurrect the podcast, when I'm bringing it back, that I decided it's time. I have to get back to it. I have to start doing this podcast again. So again, thank you, your messages and the attention really actually does make a difference. So today we are going to talk about resilience. It seems fitting considering what is going on in my life and the season that I'm coming out of that I really talk to you about how resilience has kept me going. As you may know, I am a child care center owner. I also own a company called Child Care Business Professionals, which is a coaching company that helps owners and directors learn how to successfully navigate child care centers on the business end of things. Well, in the last three years, um, I've gone through being my husband's full-time nurse uh, since he was terminally ill to having him pass away. And uh, I did take a couple months off. And then basically having to go back to work for both my companies and leading my teams. I would not be here today if I hadn't really intentionally set out to learn about resilience and prepare myself before this happened. I knew when my husband was um, about a year before he passed, I knew basically that I had about a year and I knew it was going to be very difficult. I also knew that it was something I was inevitably going to have to go through. And on the other side, I could choose the outcome. Was I going to let my life fall apart? Or was I going to be able to stand back up again, right? I also knew there was going to be a period of time that would be very difficult and that I would have to give myself that space to grieve, feel everything I needed to feel, and then bounce back. So I basically set off on a journey to discover how to be resilient during that time to prepare myself to figure out, okay, what are the key components for people out there that have gone through horrific experiences in their life and they come back? And not only do they come back, but they come back stronger. And there's a couple key takeaways that I have learned that have really gotten me through the last few months. So like I said, I did take uh, about eight to 10 weeks off. I took about eight weeks off of one company, 10 weeks off of the other after uh, my husband passed. And I basically knew that I had to put a time limit on that. I knew that if I didn't put parameters around my grieving period, it would just go on. And I could so easily fall into a trap of depression. In fact, I was actually contacted by another widow who had lost her husband. um, And right, probably two weeks after my husband passed away. And in her email to me, she mentioned how she was still frozen in time eight years later, eight years. And that terrified me. I realized that if I wasn't intentional and I didn't really take the reins of my life, that that would be me. 
And eight years later, I would still be in the same place that I was two weeks after my husband's passing. So that is when I really just decided, okay, you need to feel the feelings. You need to just let it out, like just completely let it consume you. Let it scream if you need to cry. But there's got to be a time where you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to pick up now. Now, don't get me wrong. When you lose somebody that close and significant, there are triggers that make you feel like you lose them over and over and over. And it's um, hard for me to talk about. I'm sorry, but it's important. I feel like if I can help just one other person out there going through something tough, it doesn't have to be the loss of somebody. It could be an illness. It could be uh, just if you're facing really hard financial times. I know those triggers. And even after it's over, even after you're recovering, there's just triggers that bring you back. And those experiences, like my 30th anniversary was um, two months ago. And so experiencing that day without my husband was a huge trigger. So it's not that you can just tell yourself, okay, I'm over it. You know, tomorrow you're just done. Not at all. But what it is, is that you tell yourself, I am not going to allow this to consume my life afterwards. I will feel the feelings, but I also have to live and I have to put limits on those feelings. And I also realized that I had to really intentionally take control of my brain. And that isn't something that a lot of us do on a regular basis. So when I say that, I mean, you. I really had to analyze my thoughts and I really had to just pay attention to what wandering things were going through my mind and what narratives I was feeling my, feeding myself. And I had to tell myself at a certain point, this is not healthy, this is not okay, and it's not true. There were just certain things that I just had to stop and question And to this day, there are still things that I have to tell myself over and over and over. That's not helpful. We need to stop thinking about this. That is not helpful. Get that thought out of your mind, right? And I'm trying to think of an example. Something probably like um, with your staff in your centers. Like a lot of times you think, oh, they're just hopeless. They're never going to change. Everybody I hire, I just can't afford to hire the right people, which isn't true. That is your mindset, right? Those are the kind of thoughts that we feed ourselves that are not helpful. They're unhealthy. And then we are producing things in our lives because of what's called a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? We actually make them come true because we're thinking them. So those are the th- the type of thoughts that I would just banish from my life, my mind. Things like, um, you know, d- good things can't happen to me. And when you have really big things happen in your life, you tend to focus on like, I am just the most unlucky person in the world, different things like that, right? So taking control of that negativity was very key and is very key and important for me. The biggest thing though that I did that really, really made a huge difference was focusing on gratitude. In the beginning, I forced myself to think of five things every single day that I'm grateful for, and they had to be something different every single day. 
in the beginning, that is really easy. Your first week, you're just like, oh, yeah, of course. You know, and I was I was very systematic about it. Like, I would think, uh, be thankful for my one child. Then I would be thankful for the second child. You know, there's two things right there. I would be thankful for my house. You know, the big things. It's really easy. But as time goes by, it gets really hard. It gets very, very hard. But when it gets hard, that's when the magic happens and you start noticing how blessed we really are. There was a point in this process for me that I was taking a shower one day and I thought to myself, wow, I am so thankful that I get to take a shower every single day in my bathroom and it's warm. The water is clean and the water, water is warm. About two-thirds of the Earth's population don't get to do that. And I started to really notice all of the things in my life. Like the fact, like right now, I'm looking outside my window as I record this, and I see a beautiful blue sky, and my dogs are playing in the backyard. And now I feel gratitude for that. Whereas before, it was just my normal everyday scenery, and it wasn't something I paid enough attention to to be grateful for. But now I can see this gorgeous blue sky in my backyard, and my backyard is very messy, but I'm still grateful that I have it, that the fact that I own this chunk of land that I have, right? And it really changed my perspective. And even in the midst, and I probably hit around the three month mark after my husband passed when this real, this epiphany happened to me that really changed everything. But even in the midst of everything I was going through and how hard it was, I had this moment that I realized how blessed my life is. And I had this mental shift that happened. And I realized that instead of being sad for the loss of my husband, I suddenly became so incredibly grateful for the 30 years, the almost 30 years that I had with him, for the life that we built together, for everything that we had had, our children, our companies, my home, all the things we had done, my anger and sorrow at the loss kind of shifted into this immense gratitude for what I did have. So I stopped focusing on what I didn't any have any longer and what I've lost. And I started focusing on how wonderful things are, how great I do have it. So I understand I've been in a position before years ago when I was uh, diagnosed with my neurological disease, where I really did take on a victim mentality. And I approached it from a totally different perspective. And everything was awful. My center was awful. My staff was awful. Uh, They just didn't listen to anything I said. The trainings weren't effective. And I was really just focused on this place of how horrible everything was. But now I just appreciate all the things that the fact that I have a staff, right? The fact that they still show up to work is huge. There's so much more to be positive about when you really train your brain to look for the littlest things. Like the fact that you might have a heating and air conditioning system. Do you guys realize how many people in the world don't? We take these things so for granted. And the reason I point things out like that is because they seem minuscule, they seem meaningless, but There are so many things that we have to be grateful for and thankful for 
that when you really start listing them out after, let's see, I'm eight months into this project right now, you start thinking, being thankful for little tiny things like the landscaping in my backyard, right? I look out in my backyard right now and I'm like, I'm thankful that my backyard's landscaped. I'm thankful I have trees. Whereas before, I would have never thought about, I might have loved the shade in the summer, but I would have never thought to be thankful for it, right? So that was probably the biggest thing that has helped me to be resilient. Um, so two things that I've mentioned so far is putting a time limit, telling myself, okay, I'm going to feel the feelings, but it has to have an expiration, right? And this is something I've always done. Like when I dropped my son off for college, I put a time limit on feeling all the feelings and just uh, feeling sorry for myself. I basically gave myself the weekend to just cry and sleep in his bed and just like, just let those feelings really take hold. But Monday morning, I told myself, okay, that's it. And I, and I approached this beforehand. I literally told myself before, like, I know this is going to be hard. So I'm going to give myself three days to feel everything. But on this day, I have to wake up and go on. And yes, I do have feelings still, but I don't allow them to control me. I get to choose if I'm going to allow a feeling to control me or not. So really keep that in mind. You choose your feelings. Nothing and nobody can make you feel anything, right? It's what you choose to focus on. And before when I had the victim mentality, I chose to focus on everything that was going wrong instead of embracing what is wonderful. I now look at my diagnosis uh, as a blessing because it has taught me how to slow down in life. It has taught me how to take care of my body. I've lost 150, a little over 150 pounds in my journey. And part of that was when I got sick, I had to start taking care of my body, right? So it's now I'm thankful that I have a neurological disease because it has forced me to learn how to take care of myself better. So there's always, always a positive in every situation that we face in life. It's just how we choose to see it. So really quick, before I forget, I want to talk to you guys about an event that I do have coming up, which I will put some details in the show notes. But I actually do have a seminar coming up on April 1st. It's uh, actually creating your dream team. And it just came to mind because I was talking to you guys about the team. So in this seminar, I do talk, uh, I'm going to really train you and teach you how the components that you're going to need to create your dream team using the team you already have. And yes, that is possible. I was once the owner who walked into my childcare center and thought, everybody here needs to go. I need to fire all of them. And through a course of different uh, things that happened, I realized that it wasn't them, it was me. I was the problem, not my staff. So now I've put together a course that basically shows you these are the components that go into leadership in order for you to lead your team into greatness. A lot of the women that worked for me during that time period that I thought I needed to get rid of my entire team still work for me today. They are still a part of my dream team. It wasn't them that needed to change. It was my leadership. So if this is something you're interested in, uh, we'll have information in our group Facebook, the Child Care Business Coach Facebook group. And I'll also put a link in the show notes. So back to resilience. Um, but 
gratitude, again, so very important. The other thing that is really important is to know that you choose who you're going to be. At one point, I woke up and I really didn't want to get back to work, but I had to have a hard conversation with myself. And I basically, through journaling, told myself that in one year, I'm going to choose who I am and where I'm going to be. And yes, things are very healthy right now. And they were very, very hard. So I decided that I needed to choose one year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, who am I going to be? What kind of role model am I going to be for my children, right? For my staff? What regrets do I not want to have? I have so many regrets from the time I was diagnosed with the disease I have because I let it consume me and I had a victim mentality. And I thought to myself too, where would Ronnie want me to be? Would he want me to still be wallowing in my misery? Would he want me facing bankruptcy because I didn't pick up, you know, pick myself back up and fix what needed to be fixed? Or would he want me to thrive? So I decided I need to get up and start working again. I need to face life. And I get to choose who I'm going to be in one year and where I'm going to be in one year, who I'm going to be in five years, who I'm going to be in 10 years. I realized that I write my story. And I also had this epiphany moment where I realized that my testimonial is happening right now. I'm actually living it. And I get to live it with intention. That was huge for me. Having that epiphany moment that I realized a year from now, even right now, right? I'm teaching on it now. I get to create my story. I am literally writing it as I speak. But every one of you, you are also writing your story. It doesn't matter what you're going through. You might just be living day to day, raising your children, going into your centers, whether you're an owner or director, just doing normal everyday work, right? But you're still writing your story. So write that story with intentionality. Decide who it is you want to be at the end of the day. Every year, ask yourself, this is a chapter in my story that I'm writing. How do I want it to go this year? And intentionally take the steps that you need to take in order to get there. I hope this was helpful. And I, again, thank you guys so much for empowering me to bring this podcast back. Uh, Join us in our Facebook group. You can find me um, on Facebook. You can find, I'll, I'll actually put the links in the show notes so you guys don't have to search it. But we do a lot of interacting in our uh, Facebook group. I do a weekly video on mindset training every single Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So I have continued with my vlog. Those videos are still there. So I'm hoping you guys found this uh, helpful. I Oh, I also do it into LinkedIn as well and YouTube actually. So if you're not a Facebook person, you can find all my videos on YouTube and LinkedIn as well. And I will include all of that in the show notes. Thank you for taking the time to listen.